Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Knox. My name is Michael Winsor. I'm joined as always by my alone, cold, hopeless, kidding co-host, Alexander Voltz. How are you doing? Say hello. Very, very cold. Hence, no sleeves. Right. So. Of course. <laughs> Uh, this is every album of the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. And today we are dissecting the, the great strapping young lad. Before we get into any of that, if you, uh, like to know which artists we'll be covering ahead of time so you can follow along, listen on your own, send emails, fucking book club style. You can follow me on Instagram at Pope Jesse Ventura. I'll be posting all of that stuff, uh, a lot. And you can follow Alex at Mother Puncture. And if you want to just suggest an artist uh, for us to cover, bicker, argue, agree, whatever, send everything you want to every album ever at gmail.com. If you want to check out more Shopping Young Lad, we have a playlist on Spotify that we put together full of our favorite songs. We do this every goddamn episode. You should find a link in the description of wherever you're listening and watching. Okay. Shopping Young Lad. I went in pretty, pretty cold and didn't cold. He- maybe heard one or two songs. This band sucks. I'm kidding. No, this is one of the best metal bands I think ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad you enjoyed it because uh, it's always fun to do like uh, like a band I've heard of, mm-hmm. but you haven't heard of. And then, um, but yeah, I thought due to the uh the technicality and the heaviness that you would you would enjoy them they are wild what a weird band i don't even know where they stand in the metal is it uh like uh with the metal crowd the yeah these days right uh because obviously uh, the the main guy in here, singer songwriter Devin Townsend, he's still very popular amongst music nerds. What does he do now? Now he just does solo projects, which for some weird reason I haven't really like listened to mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Right. I've just always been into Strapping Young Lad. It was uh, my gateway drug into uh, Gene Hoagland. Who we we've talked about and mentioned on the death episode. He's a legend, well, legendary metal drummer. Yes, as well as the the Slayer episode, he kind of helped them out for a bit. So, in some ways, Strapping Young Lad is a continuation of Death, but if Death would have like a sense of humor and they weren't purists, this is a such a weird band like man so you where do you kick they get it's funny they get more normal as they go on i feel like because they did yeah they started out as a wacky mother wacky group of group of dudes and uh i can only best describe it as like death metal thrash and industrial like just all Amalgam like a disgusting uh, John Carpenter monster. Yes, that's the that is the best way or jumping off point mm-hmm. to describe them. But as they go on, they get some more prog rock elements, some more melodies, a lot more, lot more death metal too. Yeah, so they're a very interesting band. I don't, 
I don't know if they were considered part of that that like new wave of American heavy metal because they're Canadian. Mm-hmm. But around like 2002, 2004, when bands like Mastodon and Lamb of God and, and Killswitch Engage were emerging onto the scene, I, w- I would throw, you know, Strapping Young Lad in there with that mm-hmm. that group of musicians. It's definitely, uh, I, I can't think of very many bands to compare them to. Uh, I, I mean, they don't sound like any of those bands, but they were right. part of that that mm-hmm. wave of metal kind of getting a, a popular right. around the 2004 period. Uh, which is funny enough. Cause that's like really pretty close to when their last album came out. Uh, yeah. So like they, they started uh, a little earlier. It's thinking about like their first album coming out in 95. It's, it seems like it, it does not sound like a nineties record. <laughs> no. Like, and yeah, we'll get into the the time frames and why each album sounds the way they do but mm. uh they definitely broke up at the the height of their popularity for sure uh so you touched on it a second ago about the sense of humor the, it only makes the band weirder because the music is not funny the music is not at all funny no, the music is no. very serious and then the presentation is usually it's weird, it's wacky and shit, but it's still pretty serious. But then the lyrics, all you hear is just fuck this, fuck that, you suck. It's like the, the dumbest, most like prepubescent. Yeah. Yeah, I think Devin Townsend was like in his 30s for most of this. Uh, but yeah, it's very like the lyrics are very juvenile. And yeah. Pretty, you know, like uh, a, getting a bit of a ahead i remember hearing that song you suck and just like so cathartic when you're a teenager it's 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 verbatim what is happening in your brain which is the most uh like primitive angry like you suck it's like you couldn't think of anything other you couldn't more couldn't think of a more eloquent way to put that i guess i guess not but it's also fitting but still stupid and it's hard to ignore it's really hard to ignore yeah, I think a lot of the, um, you know, uh, a lot of the themes are dealing with hatred of people, much like death. Mm-hmm. And uh, Devin Townsend has struggled with depression and bipolar. Oh, really? Mostly, mostly during, uh, you know, this band. So I think he's at a point in his life now where he has it better like better under control so mm-hmm. so i'm gonna i'm just gonna throw out a shot in the dark is he the one who looks like a mad scientist yes he um <laughs> okay popular the he calls it a skullet <laughs> where there's hair on the sides and going down but on top he's completely bald i'm assuming because of male pattern know. baldness yeah it's either due to baldness or just there's so many anti-social aspects of this band, and I think that includes the way they look. I, Devin and it's it's amazing to me they got popular in metal because people can say metal's all about the music or no. all they want, but there's always no. an element of looks and the got way it. you package yeah. yourself. And there is nothing attractive about 
any of the dudes in this band. For one, the name of the band is Strapping Young Lad. There's nothing metal. It sounds like a like All American Rejects. That's what the name reminds me of. Like it has that kind yeah. of name to it, or that that yeah, kind of I ring think, to it. I think that was the point that it was supposed to be the polar opposite of what the you know a Strapping Young Lad is. This outstanding, right? Yeah, uh, well groomed gentleman, and this band is well, pure. Hatred, fat, balding guys. It's it's so gross. It's so, well, like you said, unattractive. But my God, can these dudes not just play, but the writing is weird. And just the strange decisions to just throw this fucking, you know, we're going to just take this genre that has no business being in there. We're going to throw that in there. And also, this motherfucker can sing. This guy is one of the most flexible, uh, inventive, and dynamic ranges i've ever heard he's up there with Patton, i think in terms of like insanity and also technical proficiency yeah there's some there's some moments that are mike Patton esque oh yeah for sure and i don't know if he's gotten better at singing live i think he probably has but uh some of the live footage from like their peak yeah the clean singing wasn't his strong point back in the day but Hey man, on the albums it sounds oh it real sounds good. amazing on the albums, and I I, I do got to say like being able to sing that beautifully with this kind of music is not easy. Not not just in in uh in terms of it being able to be pulled off well, but like actually doing it live, it's mm-hmm. it's it's not quite like it's hard. It's really hard. It's a yeah. Uh, so hearing him progressively get more and more impressive as that was when i was like holy shit this dude is really really talented insane looking but talented he's uh i mean he got he got known being like a studio touring musician for people like uh steve vai so if you're running with steve vai you're already pretty good you know yeah the music nerds already have respect Mm -hmm. for him pretty much since the beginning so yeah, with good reason. Jesus Christ. So let us begin. Uh, they had, uh, Shopping Red had five albums. First one, 1995. Last one was 2006. We're going to dissect them all one by one. This is first album. Heavy as a really heavy thing. 1995. <laughs> this is the first I kept just trying to debate whether I should put a timestamp because it takes a minute to start up. Mm-hmm. But you know, I didn't. So here we are. There's a bear out there, a real live bear, and he ate the kids. This is their most industrial-sounding album. Oh yes, it is. Sure is. Hence the glass and that. Yeah. Already such a cool sound. It's like it's like white zombie on PCP. Very well put. Sounds like a goblin, dude. He is a goblin. 
Oh, this riff is so killer. Fucking hate you. Fucking hate you. You hear those lyrics a lot. Yes, you do. I want to get to that first chorus because it's so fucking. It changes everything. It changes everything what you're expecting. Like. Right here. Nope, I lied. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's melodic. Yeah. That's like... Kind of a trademark sound right there. Yeah. I don't want to turn it off. <laughs> I have to. I have to turn it off. I don't want to turn it off. Oh, my God. Oh, God damn it. So this is one of those ones where this kind of due to circumstance, I I got to give it worst and least. And I don't think it's a bad album. Alex, it's just Alex, best personal favorite. Holy shit. Yeah, I holy fucking shit. love. And this was not easy for me. I this one is just it just I don't know how you can give an album this fantastic words. I have I'm flabbergasted right now. This is a fucking genius album. It just feel like I don't think it's it's bad. It's it's cool, especially in like the evolution of strapping young lad, mm -hmm. but it's just I think the other four albums are better. And I want to throw up. I want to throw up. You're making me <laughs> sick right now. You're making me sick. This is the craziest they ever been. I, I, it's so weird sure. that they started out as batshit crazy. It's also the, the way the album is constructed. It's the most, uh, for lack of a better term, flowy. So there's a lot of little snippets of dialogue. There's a lot of little little intricacies, little uh, little sound, not sound bites, but kind of sound bites, little things just mm -hmm. thrown in in between songs that just keep it moving along. Whereas as they they go on, this becomes sort of, you know, song one, song two, song three. This one feels more like a cohesive full package. So I like that in terms of album construction. The songs themselves are so fucking crazy. I just can't help but always want to hear it. Like every, I didn't even want to listen to the, the third and fourth albums again. I want to go back to this one and keep listening to this one. Oh shit. I love it. It's okay. So much about before, this is so fucking weird. Shit on it first before I, you shit on it, oh, then no. I'll bring it back. I don't really have anything like bad to say about it. Again, it's, I think all their albums are worth listening to. It's just, um, was oh before we go any further this is all devin like there's a few studio musicians but the rest of the band gene hoagland jed simon and byron strud are mm. not in the band this is just devin like yeah 98 devin with some studio musicians and interesting you, you hear that like in um what is it like happy camper yeah a hundred percent 100% that has to be drum machines. I don't think oh, yeah. that's it's got to be. Um also possible to play that that <laughs> clean. Uh Happy Camper, it's like man, I love that. I love that song. It's uh so it's the first half of it. It's like just super intense like industrial thrash. And then 
as it goes on, it turns into this shit that you would hear in the fucking the most recent Doom video game, where it's just, mm-hmm. oh, I w- I need to saw demons in half while listening to this. This is the only, like, this is perfect. This is fucking glorious. Uh, one thing that made me laugh a lot are the the vocals in Goat, because uh, have you ever heard of Grotus? No, I haven't. They were this, uh, I think early 90s kind of experimental dirty dirty band uh mike Patton was like a huge fan he would praise them all the time um i haven't heard him in a long time but he sounds a lot like the singer of grotus on that song uh however uh there's one section that made me laugh uh quite a bit because it sounds like fucking orcs preparing for battle and here it is right here it's about two minutes 45 into goat They're just heaving and hoeing. Yeah. <gasps> it's so fucking noisy. Also, yeah, we, we've covered a lot of like abrasive, not socially accepted, uh, acceptable music right. on this show. And this uh, just continues. Oh, this our, is uh, yeah. our trend. For sure. This is up there. This is. This is up there. And then uh, just, it, man, the, it's so, I keep saying weird, but it's so like zany and it's not silly. It's not quite silly, mm-hmm. but it's because it's, it's too heavy and brutal to be silly. So it, it no, takes these things that are. Of, yeah. Outside of Satan's ice cream. We'll truck, talk about that in a second. T- I want to get to that one. Yeah. There's not too much silliness, which you'll see on other albums. This is just brutal like i said white zombie and pantera hyped up there's not really a lot in 1995 that went this hard yeah it's it feels excessive everything about this album feels super excessive like a uh cod metal king which is just the the most drum machine ass drum machine in the i'm just gonna put on the intro because it's like it's this oh yeah yeah, it's fucking it's, salt uh, and pepper right here. Yeah, it seems zany, but I guess now, um, you know, the people who are listening to this who are Devin Townsend fans, that's probably tame to the compared to the stuff he does. Really, as a solo artist. It's really like that, real electronic. Kinda. Oh, the, his solo stuff is all over the place. Like you can't, mm. you can't pinpoint it that's good i like that I like that a lot uh what else i mean a lot of, it's just it's so industrial and i'm not like an industrial guy uh mm-hmm. but the way the way he blends it with like it's not quite death metal it's just too thrashy to be death metal but it's got the intensity and the brutality of death metal so i think i think because he never never viewed himself as like an industrial as playing industrial music mm-hmm. it was always metal first and this was supposed to be a solo project mm-hmm. so as you personally know uh if you're going solo you're going to use the tools available to you yep. and at the time in 1995 i think that was very much these industrial sounds for sure definitely is and uh fucking fooled me dude it sounds it sounds like a full band i mean uh, yeah. aside from the the ones the parts where there was obviously a drum machine but 
Uh, though it seems like a, a, a creative choice to make it sound that way, not so much a limitation. There's like a few few tracks here and there, like um, Skin Me, Critic. Mm-hmm. Love them both. Uh, Cod Metal. Oh, Cod Metal King actually has some, some drums, I guess. Oh, really? Looking at the credits. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so. It's funny it that you does have real drums, you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised you said Skin Me because that's like the most industrial strong uh, song on the, on the entire <laughs> album. I still love it. Hey, but, uh, I'm just reading the credits here. Mm-hmm. Who was given. Right. Um, so, so we just said like a million times it's noisy, but like it's so noisy that uh, oftentimes the drums do get buried, which is like my, my main gripe with it. Like that's gotta be really, how loud does a fucking album have to be to bury the drums? Like it's, <laughs> it's not, it's just, it's so intense. It's the, one of the dirtiest albums I've heard in a while. Um, it doesn't have any era attached to it, which I like a lot. Cause it's just so spastic. Like I don't, this could have come out yesterday or 30 years ago. I don't, who fucking knows. Yeah. And thankfully, uh, even though Devin isn't a, a fan of this album, he's uh, not, no, he's wrong. He's <laughs> <laughs> it was, Thankfully, it was remastered, though, because it could have easily been one of those albums that this ends up. We got to listen to it on YouTube. Yeah. But thankfully, you know, it's remastered for people who do like it. Thankfully, indeed, because I I, I didn't think I was going to I didn't think we were going to fight about this. I was like, this is so obviously (laughs) a fucking amazing album. Oh, it's just it's like and especially the because he's not full on singing. He's mostly screaming, but he does add vocal hooks he's not just growling and it's subtle but it really makes a difference like we played a little bit on the opening track but he does it periodically throughout the whole album where it'll just just be one section he he just screams it but it's 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 pretty and it's pretty is an overstatement because it's still really dirty and really aggressive but it's a it's a really uh subtle melodic layer to it um i don't he i don't know who this album is for though He's really good at finding beauty and ugly things, yeah. which will other, I think other albums highlight better, but yeah, I think their whole discography is worth listening to. It's it is. just, uh, this is just the, the craziest. And I guess I like some crazy, but because we, I'm not going to ever brush over this Satan's ice cream truck. Uh, Oh my God. Do I love this song? I <laughs> fucking love it. It, Dude, it is the only song in their entire discography that sounds this way. And I'm sad about that because it is. Yeah, it's like Primus, but more circusy. It's more circusy Primus. Uh, yeah, it's not really. Uh, I think it's a sound he he goes back to solo, mm-hmm. but not in Strapping Young Lad. I know um, at the time he kind of viewed his solo stuff and the Strapping Young Lad stuff as the yin and yang, like the light and mm-hmm. the dark. Which is which? So that. Yeah, uh, strapping young lad is the the dark. Gotcha. So that could be why you don't really hear uh, lighter, yeah, wackier things. Right. Like uh, you hear Satan's high school. Yeah, truck. you hear strange things throughout. You know, from beginning to end for the most part, but nothing. Like, I'm gonna put on put on because like this is just it is so crazy. Here, yeah, here we go. Satan's ice cream truck. Thank <laughs> you. 
Well, there we go. <laughs> yeah, this this I thought this was like almost a bonus track when I when I first heard. It, I was like, what the fuck? And then I that wonder... bass comes in. Yeah, if people like Primus, this is. Uh... They, they gotta. They gotta. Oh. It's so gross. It's so gross. It's fucking great. For some reason, on their only compilation album, mm-hmm. uh, this song and it, in the rainy season were the only two songs to make the cut from this really? album. So that's that's interesting that out of all the songs on here. <laughs> Really? Because, I mean, I love In the Rating Season, too, but my God, there's... You could just take your pick, really. I fucking love all these. I mean, I don't care for parts of uh, of uh, Cod Metal King, but even still, like, that's like a small complaint. Like, I, I really... This is such a fascinating album. It's so fun. It's so fun yeah, and, and brutal. You really get those, yeah, those two together. I think the opening track, Cod Metal King, Happy Camper, and Critic are like the the standout tracks to me. So if you... If, so you had to give one kind of synopsis why you think it's worse. Is it just because it's underdeveloped? Is it just because it's not a full band? It's not really what they became? How? Yeah. How is this not how is this not wonderful? I think, yeah, due to, you know, the the driving force behind the band, not being a fan of it. And it this doesn't even though I've with other bands where they have albums that don't seem canonical, like with the birthday party when they were the boys next door. Right. I was like, that's not a bad album. Um, so yeah, it's this, it's this less canonical than Mm -hmm. the other albums to me. All right. Fair enough. Uh, disagree entirely. And I will assassinate you later (laughs) on, but for now, for the sake of the, the viewers and listeners, let us move on to 1997. This is city. Fucking powerful as vocals still. This is uh, an intro track, but it's a really strong intro track. Yeah. The, the proper song is when it's uh, all hail the new thing. It is. But this still feels like a fucking song. It's only a minute long, but it, it still feels fleshed out. You got those Kraftwerk sounds in the background? Yep. All right, I'm going to cut it just so we can say we didn't play the whole song. <laughs> the Man, I went like back and forth on what I wanted to give best and mm. all that. I think I'm giving this one best. Really? Really? Because it's, it's just so short and cohesive and it's over before you know it it's like 
it's like, uh, I mean, this is a compliment. It'd be like eating really rich, fast food. Like how, <laughs> how did I consume all that so quickly? Mm, yeah, the, it, this is, I wish I, I was able to listen to this one more. Uh, I listened to a lot of them like a lot of times, but this one, uh, I only got listened to it twice. Um, I like it a lot. I like it more than a few of the other albums, but coming off of the first one where I was like, oh, this is the craziest band in the world. And then you get used as a huge drop off in crazy. They're still crazy. They're still crazy. Mm-hmm. But the drop off, there's uh, still some industrial elements, but a lot less. And this is the album when the rest of the band comes on. Mm-hmm. So now from here on out, it's the, the same group of musicians. And no, no lineup changes or anything. No. Very cool. I like Core- that. Poor guys from here on out. Very cool. Um, yet uh, the the actual first main song, "All Hail the New Flesh," that was like, even though I love the first album, and I wanted to hear more. That was when I was like, it's so intense and beautiful. This is a fucking good band. Like the fact that they went yeah. from something I loved into something equally good for the most part for this one. Like, man, what else is he doing? Like, I, I think the first time I noted him doing uh, some real Mike Patton shit was on "Oh My Fucking God." I love that song continuing the trend of uh, teenage boy yeah. vocal or lyrics. I'm going to put on a uh, two minutes, 10 seconds of that one. If I can pull it up in time. Um, two, it's when he goes full pad pretty much here we go. Oh, I went too far. Oh, did I? <laughs> Is he doing it? I can't even hear it. I might have just put a wrong, a wrong time stab. You might have. Either way. No, he's doing it. <laughs> I wonder it's just really fucking hard to make out. Jesus Christ, that's dense. I wonder if him and Patton have ever toured together because it would make a lot of sense. It'd also be the noisiest fucking thing in the world. (laughs) Oh, most virtuoso noise thing ever. Yeah. Um, I think Detox, that's one of their, you know, one of their staples. And it's a good example of how at times they can just do straightforward metal it's still technical it's still complicated but that's a song like your your jock metal heads could can get behind it's a great song it's very good very good uh also i feel the same about uh home nucleonics god damn that is a good song super thrashy this one felt pretty thrashy i mean again it's more it's later or so yeah bringing in the full band helps to get more of that that thrash element there's still a good amount of of sampling and industrial mm-hmm. noises going on. Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting mix of, of like these kind of poppy riffs with these hooky vocals, but some industrial stuff and then still this really brutal thrash. It's just a weird <laughs> fucking It's yeah, it's a it's a weird concoction for sure and and we're using that word a lot, but it never comes off as awkward or clunky. It always makes it always makes sense when you're listening to it. I I uh, equated the production of this album uh, because it's so dense. It sounds these songs sound like 
balloons filled with too much air. Like they're <laughs> they're so jam packed with with it. There's like no moments where you can breathe because it's, it's just mm-hmm. oh man, and they feel like they're going to explode. Every song feels like it's about to explode. Conceptually, it's a weird album because it's about Los Angeles as well as anime's uh, Battle Angel, Alita, and an anime called Dirty Pair. Mm -hmm. I'm not familiar with either of those, so I don't know exactly how they uh, come together Mm -hmm. on this album. But uh, And then you have AAA, which is not a reference to uh you know the towing company it's a reference to the tuning he uses somewhat regularly really uh, which is a a a e a e really that's a fascinating tuning that is extremely low it's extremely extremely low I don't even play guitar and I'm like that doesn't sound right it does it's I'm gonna tell you right now as a guitar player does it's not right it's not right at all yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to get some some heavy duty strings for that. Jesus Christ. Um, so AAA and Room Four Twenty Nine, those are I, so weird to me. Those are both great songs that are just really like Room Four Twenty Nine is like zany Halloween music. It's very cool. I love Four Four Twenty Nine, and that was that's actually a cover song of a band called Clock Shoot Cop, mm-hmm. and that's that. how I got in. Yeah, this is how I got into Cop Shoot Cop because I love Room 429 so much. Mm-hmm. It, then I found out it's a cover. I'm like, let me, well, let me get into... How much different is the original? It's really not that different. That's also surprising. Yeah, I mean, they they strapping young ladded, right. you know, they put their stamp on it, but it's uh, like the Halloween stuff you were talking about in the song is is very much still on the original track. Gotcha. So because of those two songs, this album still stuck out as strange, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's very much a compliment. So it didn't, it didn't, none of it felt, felt, I mean, the songs themselves, if you really pay attention to each one, uh, you could tell they're not just a, a generic, you know, death thrash or whatever the hell thing you want to call it. But the fact that those two wacky ass songs are on here, it's like, okay, they're still pretty weird. This is still like, yeah, you're still not getting a regular, like they're still a band called Strapping Young Lad. They're still that fucking weird. Uh, so it's, For a good, sure. it's a good album. I like it a lot. It's it's weird because they have that that great opening, um, but then you get to spirit spiritual out spirit. Yeah, can't talk spiritual out spirituality. Can't talk. Yeah, yeah, you get to that, and that almost sounds more like an opener than a closer. Mm-hmm. Because you know, it's this a lot of uh, you know chugging and triumphant vocals, which they do a lot. Right. I'm gonna put that on a little bit because I am drawing a blank. This okay. is spirituality. God damn! The sounds these guys make—they're so fucking scary yeah this is uh death incarnate and i mean literal death not uh, the metal death yeah yeah the one where you die yeah those doomy ass drums right there 
Yeah, it kind of drags. It's it's like six minutes long. Yeah, it is. It's pretty long. Yeah, if you don't want to start uh, doing sacrifices after hearing that, I don't know what to tell you, man. But yeah, that's that's for the uh, the sludge metal fans in attendance. Indeed. So, I'm I'm honestly very surprised that this was this was best. Do you get this one best? It, it was very very hard for me to give that uh, give that title because personally, their best album is probably between. I got like three ways it could have gone mm-hmm. and. I was like, I'm just going to go where the full formation of the band began. I'm just going to give that best and uh, and live with it. All right. Well, let us move on. Before we do, uh-huh. uh, there's, a, there's a big break between albums yeah. here. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. And that was due to Townsend's mental health deteriorating oh, really? as well as disputes with century media and the band was probably gonna he was gonna dissolve the band essentially mm-hmm. um like i think he was able to get out because his his lawyer was like this dude signed an awful record contract under awful mental conditions like yeah he was a, like he literally he should not have signed anything exactly so i think that was eight how he was able to get out but uh for whatever reasons they decided to reform well thank christ so that brings us to 2003 uh kind of self-titled it's uh syl As dense as ever. Yep. Once again, another really jam-packed intro track that kind of feels like a full song, even though it's only a minute. That's so fucking cool. They're the the kings at opening opening tracks. Before we get into Consequence, which is the following track, which is fucking killer. Let's talk. So this album is more of a collaborative effort Mm -hmm. between the musicians. Um, He also recorded this as he was recording a solo album called Accelerated Evolution. So he had a lot on his plate here. Mm hmm. Uh, to me, the the production on here is very reflective of at the band or at the time there were a lot of bands like In Flames, mm-hmm. like these Swedish metal bands, had this very like clean production and you know a lot of keyboard samples and things like that. So I don't know if it was done intentionally or it's just a, a sign of the times. But to me, it has a lot of that 
that clean production that a lot of Swedish metal bands were using at the time. Right, right. Because this is the first album of theirs, I would say, has damn near no industrial elements. This is like a, this is, just a metal this, band now. Yeah, this is very much a, a reaction to people calling them a an industrial band and just mm-hmm. saying, no, we're straightforward metal. Right. Uh, so that's a very deliberate effort I, on their part. I say, God damn it. I, it was cool. It was cool. I liked it. It, was, it is cool. Uh, and now he's also, every once in a while, he's full on Iron Maidening, Maid, uh, Iron Maidening yes. or whatever. Like he's singing. He's That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, uh, falsettos. Not even falsettos. This dude is falsetto is King Diamond. This dude <laughs> has got a powerful high voice. This dude is a fantastic vocalist. Uh, nice. That is impressive. Like when I heard, it, I was like, "Oh, he's got real chops." Like, because the thing is, with certain metal vocalists who do the shrieks and the growls, uh, that takes a certain level of skill. Obviously, less skill than than being like a opera singer, but mm-hmm. it takes a certain amount of flexibility. So it's Oftentimes, someone who can do really crazy shit, like 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 Chuck Schuldner, who did growls and he did shrieks. Also, he's a fucking great singer too. And then this guy does the growls, does the shrieks. Also, a great singer. Like it, it's just it's not like a coincidence. It takes a certain kind of flexibility and a certain kind of might, range. Might as well throw uh, Mister uh, Phil Ensemble in there. Too. Absolutely, Phil Ensemble. <laughs> Hell yes, fucking Lingua. Lingua, no, I'm wearing the shirt yeah. of her right now. She's one of those as well. Um, it's it, and it's like it makes sense when you when you kind of dissect it the way I just did. But you never see it coming. You never see it coming. Mm-hmm. This growler who can also fucking belt it out like a professional. So uh, I think it's very very nice. That's what I'm trying to say. I guess. Yeah, I for me this is. On the weaker end of the spectrum, the second half isn't as good t- to me, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have a song like Rape Song, which is yeah. w- one of their most brutal lyrically and the way it sounds. It is. But, every once in a while, they'll throw uh, just a full speed ahead, nonstop thrasher, and that's definitely one of those. It's it's weird being real heavy because it probably features like the most clean vocals up until this point too. Uh, yeah. Also, aftermath and stuff, and then uh, I think aftermath. Yeah, is my favorite song on here. Re- aftermath is so. Here's why amazing. we're here's why we're gonna fight. I mean, it's a good song, obviously, but uh, especially that galloping section near the end. Oh goddamn! But bring on the young. I think is one of the best metal songs ever written. That song I, blew me the fuck away. Like it dwarfed the whole album. I also wrote that that was a standout track because it's so different from everything else. So it stands out in a good way. And I would I would agree with you that that is one of their stronger songs. It's it's in, it's incredible because it starts out with like this desert rock acoustic that you think it's gonna go kind of like slow and dirty and then all of a sudden it gets real real dirty he goes back and forth to the cleans and the shrieks sound his his voice is fucking incredible on there and then it has this whole is that a fucking choir in that one section it's like it all, sounds like yeah, it. yeah it's just one of the most satisfying and cathartic songs i've ever heard it's so fucking good uh and oh that it is a, it is a choir they really do yeah they do have the people listed who did that so 
Good ear. Yeah. A band like this, especially at this point, it can be hard to tell what is what is samples mm-hmm. and what is, you know, being done in studio. Yeah, yeah, it, like yeah, especially in recent years, there's like almost no way to tell for sure unless they tell you personally. Yeah. Uh, but that song, I mean, it's a closer. It's a great closer, but it also made me like. I still like the album, but it's like it, it felt just unfair. Like, how is this song so much better than the rest of me? Uh, it just like a dwarf it to me. Yeah. I get, I think it was smart putting it at the end because after devour, those three songs in between are kind of, kind of forgettable. So right. to have bring on the young, close it out on a strong note is a uh, plus for me. It, for sure. Uh, so actually, speaking of those songs in between, Force Fed, I mentioned it because he sings, he has a lot of clean vocals on there. His voice is technically great. Technic- on a technical level, it's great, but it is out of place as fuck. Like the way it's, <laughs> the way it's mixed is, it's like too up front, it's too, too loud, they're too clean, there's not enough like delay or reverb on it. It just, it sounds, it doesn't sound integrated in, in the song, and the song is as, you know, dirty as everything. Um, so it's just, it just sounds weird. And that's the only song on the album where his clean vocals really stand out. It's like, wait, what the fuck? That sounds weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely another drawback for me. But aside from that, it's good. It's a good fucking album. It's, it's, yeah. it's they're a metal band now. They're just full on metal. Uh, but no novelty wackiness on here, which I, I miss, honestly. But yes, uh, I don't know. It's well, I don't know. This is a good fucking band. I don't know what else to tell you, man. Yeah. Thankfully, they come to their senses. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we are going to move on. This is where the fuck am I at? 2005 Alien. And now they're death metal. There's a lot of different. Man, that is ugly. So crazy. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the album that uh, Welcome to the Big Time here. What do you mean? Like this is when they got real popular. Really? Or at least as popular as you can get for uh, a metal band. This is abrasive. <laughs> As if they weren't before, but this is like... I mean, it's I think death there's metal. A, there's, a few, there's a few reasons for that. All right, let's get into it then. So during recording of this, um, he went off his meds. Oh, is not good. No, no, it's not a good idea. Don't ever do that. It's not... It's not good to do it cold turkey, but it wasn't just him going off his meds. It was him like quitting everything, like the drinking and the drugs, mm. which only made his conditions worse. So Ironically. his body is like in a complete shock. Uh, he said, you know, recording this was really toxic and really not not fun. I almost gave this one best, though. Because really? 
there's so there's so many like it's front loaded the first half but because of the second half i kind of had a back off from that but um also like like there's a lot of uh stuff with musicians or artists where people will be like oh i need to i need to get off my meds to make real art and that wasn't the way he feels right right it was just at the time he this he had so much crazy right. shit going on. It was just time. He yes, and you know he's on meds again, and he's like that does not affect me artistically at all. You can make good art. Oh yeah, for sure. And still be a reasonable person. So I'm gonna continue. That, just, I'm gonna continue that point that you're making. But first, worst album. Uh, Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. Crazy. And Crazy. I will, I will, b- before I go into why I think it's worse, I'm going to go and continue off your point about the, the, the going off the meds not helping artistic anything. I, you hear a lot, of, uh, a lot of the same thing with musicians and comedians where like they need to be angry or they need some kind of sadness to, to fuel their art and whatever. Yes. That is, I think, a huge myth. I think it's like, yes. it's, I get that you, it's, motivating and then you notice things more when things are bad or you notice things more when you're mad about it, but it doesn't make it better. Like, I don't, I don't know. I I've, I've thought a lot about this and I've, I've actually, cause I, I'm a depression sufferer and I notice, well, things are actually easier for me to do when I'm not depressed. Just saying yes. one man's opinion. Yes. I was glad in the interview I saw he dispelled that and he acknowledged how his meds kind of, he does not like who he is when he's off his meds. So, uh, you know, we, we love to talk about mental health yeah. and depression on this show. And, it's right. It's, uh, it's just, it's just as relevant as heavy metal, I think. <laughs> yes. But man, like I said, the first half of this album, yeah. Imperial uh, Skeksis is oh fucking ins- fantastic, insane. Some yeah. of the most like brutal harmonies you'll hear. Yeah, it's like I- it's like wacky, unpredictable death metal. It's like the like the the, the the I don't I don't know what it is exactly. It's probably a keyboard, but it sounds like a fucking xylophone on there. Like yeah, it's probably a keyboard. Yeah, but that's not what I was expecting from the beginning of this. Like. It's just, ah, oh man, they, they, even with, so the reason I, I gave this worse is because it is the most normal, I feel like, of all their albums, is it sounds the most death metal. It doesn't sound as, I, as ridiculous in, in a good, I mean, they're, they're ridiculous in, in the best way, but this one, I think if you're not a, uh, a metal nerd, you would not be able to distinguish this as anything interesting. You would just hear this as death metal. I, di- I disagree. I thought after you blew your load on the first album yeah. that you were going to give it to strapping young lad. Cause uh-huh. I think that's the weakest out of their, you know, a full band. Mm-hmm. And so I was very, and then you didn't. Yeah. So I thought it was going to something else, which would still upset me, but to hear it on alien is just also, this is like when I got into that. Right. This so this record. was, this was, it made you a fan essentially. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, uh, made me a fan. Like, like Shitstorm is the most appropriate oh, title song ever. Yeah. It is the most con- controlled chaos you'll ever hear in a song. It's, it's a shitstorm for sure. Dude, that, that synth melody in there, it's like, 
it's a shitstorm, sure, but then there's this lovely, lovely fucking creepy Sith melody in there. As and that's what makes them so damn fun. Is just yeah, they can be the most abrasive and hard to listen to band, but you're gonna hear something beautiful in there somehow. Yes, and that's a good uh, setup for the the song that their first song I heard, probably first song a lot of people heard is "Love." Oh, oh, is and it a I, fan favorite? That yeah, that's probably like their biggest song ever. I Are remember you fucking kidding me? That was in heavy rotation. If you're of my generation, on uh, Fuse, that show Uranium, mm. like their version of Headbangers Ball, uh-huh. pretty much. That was in heavy rotation on there. You cannot. I Holy think it shit. has to do also like the the music video is uh, like the Evil Dead uh-huh. the way it's shot. So it was this like the right combination of things. And it's, it's arguably one of their most poppy songs too. I think it's one of the weakest songs. Like I know I, you would, I don't I like that song would. at all. I was, I'm <laughs> so confused right now. I love this band, but for all the wrong reasons, apparently. Like, yeah. It's, yeah holy like, shit. I'm so confused I, right now. I was like, Oh man, it's a big, it's a big hit in the metal community. Mike's going to hate it. <laughs> I guess so. But I think it's, it's those vocals. They're like, a. They're sung, but they're like metal sung. Like, yeah, yeah, where it's just really like, okay, I get it. You're doing that thing. Like, I fucking, it's like, it's also not bad at all. Bar- it's just a style that's just really not for me. Yeah, the song borrows elements from a Yes song called City of Love and mm-hmm. a King X song called From Hell. So they just kind of took those songs and you get this. Um, but yeah, after yeah, after like we ride it, it's just uh, it's okay. Mm. Like possessions, I I, I don't like, like the female. That. Yeah, I like the female vocals on there saying "God damn it, I need it." I think that's a, a nice touch. I to, must have missed that because I didn't even register that. Yeah, um, and then what else is on here? I two think, weeks, dude. We gotta talk about two weeks. Two, Cause like, that's just a like prog rock inspired acoustic. So thing. I, it's a good song. Uh, it's just jarring because th- the rest of the album is so fucking. I mean, all the albums are brutal, but they all had some kind of weird element, some kind of thing that mm. made you uh, be prepared to expect something strange. This is all kind of across the board, really brutal. There's no kind of, there's no really letting up of the, there's no relenting, and then this mm-hmm. is. So so clean and so quiet and yes. so acoustic. It's like, wait, this doesn't sound like it sounds like they forgot this was on the album. They, they forgot to take it out the last minute or something. Like it was an accident. Um, it's not bad. It just doesn't fit even a little bit. I think the the following song after uh, Thalamus. The, uh, Thalamus. Yeah, I think that also kind of fits. It's thematically all over the place. Um, it's not bad or good. It's this. It doesn't. It doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, go ahead. I think coming off of love, the second single was Zen. So oh, people okay. really, people really love that one. But I think they have stronger songs than Zen. I think they were just, you know, when you get your big single and people are are thirsty for that that mm. follow up. So I like Zen. Uh, well, I don't 
love Zen, but the intro is Explore. fucking brilliant. The intro is like, whoa, that's fucking, you know, I'm going to put on just the intro real quick. Um, yeah, I think it's one of their most, whenever I say standard metal, there's always crazy shit in their songs, yeah. but yeah. it could pass as standard. It, it is definitely passable. This is Zen. Got some surf guitar in there for some fucking reason. Yep. Earlier you bought up Doom. Yeah. I don't know why they aren't in more video games. I think the only video game they were in was uh, Saints Row of all the video really? games to be in. Yeah. Oh, this is so great with that bass. God damn, that's such a great intro. But it, it, de- it definitely it just turns into, you know, heaviness very shortly after. Uh, and then the other reason I couldn't give it best is because uh, info dump. Just yeah. Unnecessary. It's just organized white noise with Morse code stuff in there. It's for... It's for nerds. It's yeah. For- so, okay. That, that, the info dump is actually the reason it went over the edge into worst is because mm-hmm. like this can't be a best or anything. If, if it has something that I can't listen to really, yeah. unless, unless like every other album is bad, which is like not even close to the case. So it's like, okay, I'm going to, if I'm going to find something wrong with this band, it's the one where there's a fucking unnecessary boring white noise, 11 minute track. Um, so that's what it, if if it weren't for that, I'm not sure what would have been would have been my worst. It might have been SYL. It might have actually been uh, City, which is so oh, funny shit. that no matter what, like my best is your worst and your worst is yeah. my best. Which is it's just a funny thing when you get a band that's like consistently great. Um, I will I will say they were uh, EDM was not big at the time, but they I don't know what the first song they did it on. But they really like popularized that like dropping the bass. Oh, that boom. Boom. Yeah, yeah. They, they do it a lot. They do. They do it well. They do. They, they do do, it, do well. it well. Uh, and I, I, I uh, Zilinardar also does that a lot too. Yeah, it's like certain metal bands can really, really make it work. It's a, it's a very interesting thing. Um, but I mean, in terms of worst albums, this is not really a worst. It's very good. Uh, mm-hmm. and I, I still like it the way I like most death metal. Cause I do like death metal, but like, you know, with too much of it. And I just like, I need a fucking break. Uh, that's, that's the other thing. Why I think I like them so much is cause sometimes I'll listen to death metal and it's not the music that turns me off. It's always like the cookie monster vocals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the pig vocals too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very off putting to me. So to me, strapping young lad, we're able to take those elements and do the unique uh, Devin Townsend vocals over it really sets them yeah, apart. It does. It definitely does. Uh, so I guess it's beloved. I don't know anything about this fucking band, but I just shat on a yeah. classic. But <laughs> I mean, also, even even then, I didn't really shit also, on it. But. Also, they were like free from Sanctuary. Uh, uh, is it Sanctuary? Is it just Century or Century uh, Medium, the record label? I will look it up. Um, they were like free from their contract, but despite all the shit talking, they they fucking re-signed to them. So whatever. Really? 
Interesting. Yeah. Century Media. Yeah, that's that's the label. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Interesting. Uh, hope they it doesn't do with his fucking mental were, health. Yeah, during like that that early two thousands period, the the wave of new metal, not nu metal, but ne. Oh yeah, Bro, uh, yeah, yeah, fresh metal. S- yeah, Century Media was a a big big label who was pushing a lot of these bands. So. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right, let us move on to the last album. Here we are. 2006, I believe. This is the new, yes. the new Black. Very short turnaround for Dan. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Already doing some crazy drum shit. That's that's the boy. That's my boy. And look at that. Out, out of the is gate, it? fucking beautiful. Beautiful tr- so good, triumphant. Yep. Oh, fuck, man. Such strong riffs. Probably like one of their happier riffs right yep. now. This is vocals, man. It's so powerful. God damn. That's a great song. All right, let's let's talk. So I'm gonna give this one personal favorite. Dude, I had so much trouble. I had this was I was like I want to give this something. I have to give this something. I this I don't know if it's my favorite or it's the best. I love this album so fucking much, but. In my heart, I just know I like weird shit more, which is why I, yeah. I gave it to the first one. This album is incredible. Yeah, and there, there's a different weird shit going on yeah. here. I forgot to say during Alien, and another reason I almost gave that best was because I feel like with Alien, they said, fuck, you know, fuck trying to be a straight up metal band or, you know, who cares if people think we're industrial. I think Alien is the happy marriage of just doing what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And then on here is a continuation of it as well as just crazy shit like oh, anti-product. Dude, I'm going to okay, before before we talk about anti-product, when I when I that first song came on, I was like, "Yes, they're weird again. Fuck yes. Yes." yes. And weird is a stretch because they've always been kind of weird, but it, weird in the sense that I like them, which was like we're going to throw this they're crazy expl- instrument for no fucking reason. And you're not going to expect it at all. Yeah. They're exploring new territory here. So, uh, anti-product boy. Oh boy. Anti-product. I'm going to put on, uh, two minutes in there. I'm going to let y'all hear just what we're talking about. Here we go. Fuck. Here we go. Is that fucking horns? Are those horns? They actually work to it. I they think. do. It swings. This swings. It's a fucking. And there's a flute. <laughs> there's the fucking Austin Powers flute in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's so good. It's such a good song. Oh, oh my god. Um, the first time I heard that, I wasn't. 
I wasn't sure what to think because I was very much going through like my purist mm. phase. But uh, yeah, I eventually this was like, fuck it. It's a good song. Yeah, and I think I think because of that song, it kind of opened me up to some of the weirder shit Celtic Frost does. Oh, uh, like into pandemonium. That is episode 28, I believe. If you want to check that out? Yes. So, uh, yeah, I think that song definitely expanded my mind of mm. you can do horns and metal. I I don't recommend anyone does it, <laughs> but if you're some sort of like avant-garde genius. Yeah. Like or psycho. Or, yeah. Yeah. Dude, oh, it's funny. You said the opening track was, uh, was triumphant. I wrote that specifically for Monument. Like that song oh, yeah. is beautiful, man. And it's, it's all over the place too, but it still has this, like that chorus part. It just, man, it's just victorious. I don't know how, what other mm-hmm. words I can use to describe it, but, um, also we kind of brushed over it. It was so crazy. They recorded this in a year because, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're crazy popular because of love. And the record label was like, you got to get it done before you do the Ozfest, which also I sound like an old man calling the Ozfest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ozfest is, it's dead now, but back in the mm-hmm. day, God damn, if you were, if you were able to get on, on Ozfest, you, even the second stage, you mm-hmm. pretty much were legit. Yeah. Uh, wrong side. So damn good. Uh, I'm going to put on, I think, a uh, minute 43 of that song because it is chilling. It is fucking great. Here we go. So, fuck. To be able to sing that fast, too. Yeah. Oh, that's such a killer riff. God. Yeah, a lot, a lot of times. Oh, sorry, it's so good. It's so good. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, no. I'm just gonna end up listening to the whole fucking song. That that part is so fucking goddamn. Go on. I feel like a lot of times in metal, you get sections like that, and a lot of singers either compromise singing fast for cleaning, and it doesn't always, or clean singing, mm-hmm. and it doesn't always mesh well. But Townsend's just like fuck it. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do both. I'm not compromising anything. Yeah, and he can. At least on. I don't know, I've never heard him lie, but at least on these these albums, boy, can he? Actually, I think his vocals are probably the, without a doubt, the strongest on this yeah, album. Strongest here. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why I think perhaps they've gotten better over time, especially as he's moved away from heavier things. Mm-hmm. This. This album has to hold some sort of record for the most fucks set on <laughs> really on a metal album. Yeah, yeah, probably. I, I mean, there's the song "Fucker." That's one. <laughs> yeah, or I talked to earlier about you suck. Tell me how much you fucking suck. Yeah. Hell yeah, you fucking suck. Hell yeah, you fuck, <laughs> dude. Hell yeah, you fucking suck. Hell yeah, we fucking suck. Hell yeah, she fucking sucks. Like. <laughs> 
Oh, oh God. It's so stupid. The lyrics are so fucking stupid. But that song, You, you Suck, is a two and a half minute unrelenting attack. And I think it's awesome. Uh, otherwise, yeah, it's it's up there with um, Oh, My Fucking God. It's almost like a, a sequel to Oh, My Fucking God, I think. <laughs> the dumbest sequel ever made. <laughs> but it's still, Hell yeah. still fucking cool. Uh, actually, a lot of uh, a lot of the vocals really remind me of uh, Chuck, Chuck Schuldner on Painkiller. When you when they mm-hmm. when death covered painkiller, where it's still really raspy, really high, but also he's still singing, still singing real well. Uh, I mean, that's just one of the things that he does a lot. But I noticed I noticed that a lot on this album. Yeah, the what else? Uh, I like Far Beyond Metal. That's up there with with Zen, where sometimes their their best course of action is a straight ahead driving punch you in the face metal that song that, actually did not work for me at all okay i found okay. i found the riffs just to be just really like oddly predictable for this band uh mm-hmm. but his the performances like his vocals on there are fucking unmatched like he sounds my, real good my least favorite song is hope mm-hmm. and i think it's actually smartly placed like in the middle yeah. of the album to give you a break for the yeah. The craziness that is everything else. Hope is a good like palate cleanser. Breather. Kind of, yeah, take a breather. Yeah. Uh, actually, we know uh, we just brushed over brushed over it for a second. Who the hell is singing on fucker like in the beginning? That is Biff Naked. She was. <laughs> she is not relevant anymore, but very much early two thousands. Uh, she, you know, she had a present. I think she's on a lot of those, like, like there was this wave of teen movies and she has her, her music on a lot of those, like Biff naked. Raunchy. Yeah. I've never heard of that name before. Biff it's it's before your time. I guess so. (laughs) I mean, it it was actually during my time. I just didn't pay attention to that shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's who that is. She a fellow Canadian. She might, he does a lot. Yeah, that's why she's on there. Fellow Canadian. Mm, gotcha. Um, almost again is pretty, it's like way cleaner than the rest. But I mean, including the production too. like the production is like oddly clean on there. But I love how I love how it's like a standard prog rock song. But then it says, no, the brig, the bridges in the song are going to be black metal blast beats. <laughs> So that song, while it is cleaner than the rest, it's still not very clean. Uh, but thing is, you know, on, on the last album or two weeks, it was just the super clean thing that came out of nowhere. It felt jarring. This album brings back the weird. So I'm already expecting every song to be fucking crazy. So that did not, it didn't feel out of place. It wasn't jarring at all. I was like, oh, this is yeah. just a cleaner kind of, like it, stuff like that really fits in when you're already doing shit like throwing horns and flutes in metal songs. Uh mm-hmm. And then like the last two tracks, Polyphony, you know, leads right into the title track. And uh, I got to put on three minutes, 13 of the title track because, uh, man, this is a good fucking album. <laughs> and that, that is a amazing riff. That's another song that I feel like could have been a good opener, but also Decimate. Oh, Decimate is a that is, beautiful opener. That's a hard choice. Here is the title track. Like, how is that even a riff? 
Oh, God. This is what I love about death metal. This. Yes. Yes. Yeah, if that. you threw the... What the fuck's happening? If you, the pig, if you threw the pig vocals over here, it'd be a standard... But no, we got synths. We got synths yes. instead. That's what makes this band fucking amazing. God damn. Ah, I, I, man, I, I keep thinking like I want to give this best. I want to give this best, but like in my heart, I almost, yeah, I almost did. Yeah, man, I, I think what we, we kept kept it uh, from from holding any awards, quote unquote, is 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 honestly far beyond metal and and fucker, like. I'm fine with both songs, but when you're trying to find something to something wrong with an album because everything yes. else is so fucking perfect, that's what did it. Like those songs I get, dragged it down for me. I think this is like the uh, most fun though. Hmm? Cuz I think this is the most fun mm. cuz we've played a lot of hard heavy shit. Yeah. And uh outside of love, I think this is a album where you kind of get some of the sense of humor coming through i didn't get well i got some for sure now yeah, you know you're right because you suck alone is like yes you yes. can hear every word perfectly <laughs> yeah or this yeah we're gonna write a song called fucker and have lady vocals on it is pretty funny also oddly enough i i think in terms of the music itself i think this album probably has the best writing or at least the most melodic and inventive or unexpected ah man i keep using the same like handful of words but it's like they're the balance between they're hard they're hard to pin down yeah the the balance between ugly and beautiful in this album is the most uh integrated i think uh Mm. because nothing well it is kind of I unexpected to hear this really pretty part in the middle of this blast beat section. Uh, it doesn't, it feels natural. It feels right. It feels, and it's all so satisfying. It's produced so fucking tightly and it's still dense as like every other album is dense, but it doesn't, it's not hurting your ears. I think this is like surprisingly, I think this might actually be what I would consider the most accessible as accessible. I, album. I would agree with that. I'm going to recommend this to friends of mine who are like casually into metal because like, I don't know how you go wrong with this. It's almost a band that works better working backwards. Like start with this and then. Yeah, I think I agree completely, completely. Yeah. Like almost album for album backwards too. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. That's kind of what I did a little bit. Mm. So yeah, after this, they broke up. Because you know it's uh, it's Devin's band, mm-hmm. although it sucks for the other guys in the band who aren't Gene Hoagland. He's doing fine, yeah. Yeah, they left. Uh, you know, this is the height of their popularity. They left a lot of money on the table, um, and yeah, it this I think it has to do with his his mental health and him feeling the strain of producing brutal music like this. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Also, I get, you know, why the rest of the dudes in the band don't want to kiss and make up. Oh, really? Was it messy? It, it wasn't that it was messy, but I can, I can understand again why they were upset because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they weren't, 
they were at their, their peak. Yeah. 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 Hmm. That's interesting too, because it's not like a, an ISIS situation where mm-hmm. they were or at the mutual, they were at their peak, but it was mutual. This is at their peak, but fuck you guys. I'm out of here. Yeah. It's to me, it makes sense on both sides. Like, I think that might may have been a mistake where I don't know if it was clear, like if they were under the assumption that, okay, this isn't Devin's band anymore. It's a like evenly split if mm-hmm. they thought that was going on or, mm-hmm. or what, but it's, it's also kind of like we talked about the white stripes where I don't feel like by them breaking up, you, it's, it's a big deal, but it isn't a big deal because he still performs a, a few of these songs in his solo right. set. And I think his his solo career is the continuation of what the the band would have become. Right. So Yeah, for sure. I mean, if I he mean, was writing all the songs anyway, that's absolutely what would happen. It, yeah, I mean, if they got back together, I'd go watch the shit out oh, of Oh, fuck yes. Absolutely. From afar, I don't want to be anywhere near those people. <laughs> Not the band. I mean, the people. Like, I feel like oh, this, yeah. this band gets rowdy. I, I, a band like this can only end in bloodshed. Absolutely. I don't know. I think. I think there's a lot of like those those purist music nerds who listen to like Dream Theater and that, Rush. If and, that's what's considered pure, then go fuck yourself. That is horrible. Also, yeah, I, also, ex love interest of mine, cousin is a. What's his name? John Petrucci, which is a very awkward thing to have connected to you, I gotta say, because I am not a fan. Uh, and that was before I even met her. But Oh, if I ever meet any of the guys at Dream Theater, it's going to be a real, real awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. It's probably going to get back to me somehow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck it, man. You live and learn. Uh, but okay. So let's recap. Uh, you go first. Well, like gather my Worst, least favorite, and it's a funny album title to say aloud. Heavy as a real heavy thing, just because <laughs> I don't feel like it's fully represent represents the band. But uh, also, we have these stupid rules we impose on ourselves. I think their whole discography is worth listening to. Uh, best is City. It is short. It is sweet. It's kind of when they not fully formed, but they got some, they, they got a lot to work with on city. Mm-hmm. And then personal favorite is the new black just for returning to being weird. The clean production. It is a fun album in mm-hmm. a sea of brutal, crazy shit. Absolutely. Uh, Completely polar opposite to Alex. Yeah. Heavy is a really heavy thing. 1995. That is my best as well as personal favorite. Boy, howdy, do I love this wacky shit. It's mm-hmm. man. Honestly, Satan's ice cream truck alone. Best. Best. I'm kidding. That'll do it. I'm kidding, but it's a very fucking fun album <laughs> and it's super abrasive and noisy. If you like really dirty industrial garbage, this is the best. Uh, 
Alien 2005 Worst, which is apparently blasphemy, but it is the most consistently normal of their albums, I feel like. And that is enough for me to give it worst, apparently. <laughs> but thank you all so much for listening and watching. If you want to help us support us, subscribe, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that shit. And if you want to keep up with us, listen to the bands with us before we post the episode fucking book club style. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Pope Jesse Ventura, where I'll be posting uh, you know, stories regarding who we're going to be talking about next, who we're currently listening to, all that. Um, and if you want to email us, talk about it, send that to everyalbumever at gmail.com. You can also follow Alex on Instagram at motherpuncture. And if you want to suggest an artist for us to talk about, you can, uh, you know, email everyalbumever at gmail.com. Do all that. Spotify playlist, there will be one right now in the description of wherever you're listening and watching on Strapping Young Lad. All of our favorite songs. This one is probably going to be jam-packed, full of shit, I feel like, <laughs> which is a good thing. Yes. This is a good-ass band, and I urge you all to do that. So, now that we've got that out of the way, Alex, what are we going to listen to? This is real hard. Yep. This is real hard, but I think I'm going to send us off on Shitstorm. Shitstorm. Ooh, alrighty. Alrighty. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. See ya!